I say Makekoshi, I barely even know them! Oh, hi there, I didn't see you come in. <laughs> Welcome to Basho and Tell, a bowl of chicken chankonabe soup for the soul. Today, we will discuss our impressions of the September Basho, now that day eight has concluded. As always, I have with me my sumo senpai, Eric. How are you doing today, Eric? Uh, pretty good. I just finished watching day eight. It was, uh,. An interesting day, I'll say. Uh, it, it high wasn't highs, the low most, lows. Yeah, it wasn't the most dramatic day to to record on. Maybe yesterday or the day before. Also, I didn't introduce myself. I'm Frankie. Uh, I'm your host. You know this. You don't jump in and say, well, maybe you do. Uh, who am I? I do not judge you. Uh, but we're not alone today, are we, Eric? No, uh, joining us from, well, I want to say the... Illinois Prefecture, but I guess that's not technically correct. Uh, we have Mr., because he just got married, Tom Harrison. Aww. Yeah, well, I was Mr. before, but thank you. Yes, it's me. <laughs> I Tom think Harrison. I know how weddings work. Yeah, uh, you got me. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast, and congratulations on your wedding. Thank you. Thank you for having me and for congratulating me on d- doing a wedding. I got many free things. It rules. Yeah. <laughs> what day was the wedding? Um, it was, it was three weeks ago. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. We all, we were all married in, in around three weeks of each other. That's. Oh, wow. That, that's oh, our, I was that's hoping it was requ- in I'm, September because then we would have three September anniversaries. I know me, me and Eric are back to back anniversaries. Wow. Not with each other. That, that one's a different time of the month. Yeah. And then, if that was the case, it wouldn't be uh, interesting that you had the same anniversary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we have watched Sumo. Uh, let's let's get into this thing. Uh, I'm I'm gonna start with you, Tom, our guest. What are your impressions so far of these uh, first eight days of the September Basho? Oh man, it's it's been a weird one. I mean, this is only the third. Uh, tournament mm-hmm. I've I've watched, so I don't have a lot of background knowledge. But the last one didn't have any healthy yokozuna, and so this is the first one mm-hmm. that I've seen where I sort of know what's going on. That has all three yokozuna healthy, uh, well healthy-ish. And <laughs> I was like, like I'm I'm always like suspicious of like that kind of ranking because like how do you know who's really the best? It's, there's always chance that you might like slip on a banana peel and just lose a match mm-hmm. by by pure chance. But like. I've been really uh, impressed by Kakuyu and Hakuho, like, being unable to lose, even in situations where they totally should. Like, Hakuho, I think we, like, we mentioned in the chat, like, looks super smug half the time, because he knows, like, yeah, I should have <laughs> lost that, but I didn't, because I'm a Yokozuna. Uh, other than that, uh, just, I mean, as we were talking about, like, all of our favorites keep losing. It's devastating. Yeah. I didn't mention it in the intro. Uh, I made I made a joke about the the losing record because we got today our first uh, official losing record and our first official winning record. Uh, but yeah, I, it feels like all our favorites that we talk about in this podcast are they're not doing horribly. They don't have a losing record yet, but they're not really in the contention or they're not front runners the way some of them were in the past two tournaments. Uh, it yeah. feels that... They're, yeah, go ahead. They're not front runners, but it kind of feels like they're all at points in their careers where the... Yeah, of course, a tournament win would be nice, but mm-hmm. it they have kind of different priorities at the moment. Yes, mm-hmm. I was about to say that. It feels like they're playing different games because Toshinoshin is trying to get eight wins so that uh, he does not get demoted from Oseki. And then uh, Mitakeyumi needs five more wins uh, and the seven days are left. Five good wins, but 
five wins at least to uh, be considered, because it's not automatic, to be considered for Oseki promotion. And it feels, I think it's Formula E, maybe. Maybe it's Formula E. I heard in a, in a podcast that there was this one race. Uh, it was at the end of the, the the season. So it was the last race of the season. And uh, only two people could win the championship based on points. And at the beginning of the race, both of them crashed. <laughs> So the rest of the race, and so they're going to lose this race, but whoever places in points between each other, if anyone could get in points, then they win. But there's this weird rule that if you make the fastest lap, you get like a point or like five points or something like that. So the rest of the competitors are doing their race like normal, and you have these two front runners who crashed. Just trying to do the fastest lap and then retire. Jeez. Uh, so I feel it's not to that extreme, but I feel that that's what we're seeing with some of our favorites. Others are just losing. Abby started strong, but uh, now has a little bit of a mixed record. Uh, Endo hasn't been doing very good. Mm. Kaise has been kind of wants to do better, but hasn't been doing very good. Chionotaro is doing bad. Uh, what do y'all think? I, what I, I mean, when I first started watching with you guys, uh, mm-hmm. like the the thing that like hooked me is that like you, I, I didn't know you know who who am I supposed to like because you only see these people's names for a second and all their photos are like the most DMV photo DMV ass mm-hmm. photos of all time. So like seeing you guys get hyped up over Tochi Notion, I was like ah Tochi he's he's the cool one that I like. Uh, yeah. And the last two tournaments, he's been doing like extremely well. He does his thing where he grabs the Mawashi and just picks the other guy up and walks him out like a little baby. It's, it's great. And seeing him lose three times in this tournament, like, and not close matches, like he got owned mm-hmm. three times. It's been like not good to watch because, like, come on, man. Like, I know what you can't do. What are you doing this for? Yeah, it's really a shame because the first tournament, because I started at the same time you did, the first tournament we watched, he did great. He almost won it. He ended up losing at the end, but it was like close enough and good enough that he ended up being promoted to Oseki. And then the next tournament, he's doing good and gets injured, so he needs to retire early. And now he's here. He hasn't had to retire, but he it's day eight, and he still needs a couple more wins. To to even not to win, but like to continue in his rank. Yeah, it's on day four. I think that may have been the turning point for him. He was he won day four, mm-hmm. but he was fighting against Tamawashi, and it was a good match. But at some point in the match, it must have been a clash of heads, and. I believe it's over his right eye he had yeah. a cut mm-hmm. open up. Uh, he was called the victor at first, but it was close. So after a mono E, they had a rematch, which uh, he absorbed the Tachi eye and got pushed back to the edge, but then just kind of threw Tamawashi to the ground like a empty can of soda. Not that I mm-hmm. condone littering. And it hasn't looked like it every time, but I would say in today's match, it looked like he was trying to stay more vertical to avoid another collision on the cut and open it up more. And I think that's... He has that leg, he has that (laughs) knee that he injured last time. Right. So he's working... I don't know if he's working hurt, but he seems to be working hurt. Uh, Last time it was his big toe. At the start of the tournament, he said it was feeling good. Um, I mean, you gotta say that, though. Yeah. Yeah, Well, why are you gonna say it feels like shit, but I'm still gonna go? Mm. Well, his. uh, Like, he was a bit frank about it where he said that it's feeling good, but. Anytime you come back from injury, you're coming back with a fear that you have to try to overcome. Because every time you wrestle, 
you're going to worry about aggravating that injury. Yeah. And so, you know, the mental part of it is he's trying to overcome that. And I think with this latest cut over his eye, I think it might be affecting his mentality going into the Tachi eye and letting smaller guys get underneath him and stand him up and push him out. Yeah, no, that's definitely the case at this point. I I feel bad for the guy because I you infected me with that that enthusiasm about him, and he had a really good first tournament six months ago, four months ago, and then he got injured, and now I'm I'm torn between wanting him to succeed and get that that victory so that he can retain his Oseki rank and not worry for one more tournament. Or just being like, if you're really hurt, you should, maybe you should call this one a loss. I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he should get to eight and then withdraw. Yeah, For sure. that's what you said to me. Maybe even in the last podcast we recorded, but certainly in the first day, you were like, I hope he gets to eight and calls it. But it might be harder harder than done. How many does he have right now? Five? Yeah, four? five and three. Yep. Five, and, five three. and three. So he needs three more. There's seven days left. It's easier than Mitakeyumi. Uh, do we want to talk about Mitakeyumi real quick? Or do we have something else on Toshi? Well, Toshi and Mitakeyumi, they're both looking for wins. But they're going into the second week. And the second week is typically where the difficulty will ratchet up for them. Because they still have to face uh, three Yokozuna. They Mm. still have to face at least two Ozeki. And so out of the seven remaining days, that's five matches right there. Where they're wrestling someone of Mm -hmm. equal or higher rank. Yeah, it's definitely not going to be a, a walk in the park for either of them. I think even though it's a harder task, five compared to three, based on how they've been sumoing, I would wager it's it's going to be... It's more possible for Mitakeyumi to, to complete that than Tochi. I haven't seen that fire in him for a couple of days, and I feel like I still see that fire in Mitakayumi. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when he loses, even when they keep calling on redos <laughs> on matches, he clearly wins. Those judges don't like him, but I I still believe in the champ. I don't think he's going to win the tournament. It would require... He's only going to be the champ for this tournament. It would require the... I believe it's four still undefeated or two. Just no, two. two undefeated. Two after day yeah. eight. Hakuho and Kakuryu. Yeah, it would require them to to lose. And then uh, he has two losses, so he would need to go perfect and everyone lose three times. So I think this... It's, a hard, it's harder said than done, but I feel he might still pull out the, the five more wins he needs in the next seven days. Yeah, I think he's healthier, and his sumo has looked stronger. Yeah, I mean, his losses don't... They're not, like, embarrassing to watch. Like, when Tochi mm-hmm. got thrown down, I forget who threw him down or what day it was, but when that happened, it's like, oh, gosh, that's not... Like, that's just not supposed to happen. Not supposed yeah. to be a thing that could happen with his sort of strategy, and yet it did. That's not something you want to see. Yeah. But yeah. gonna, and um, Mitakeumi was the one who gave Tochinoshin his first loss on day five. Yeah. Mm. Is there anyone else, Tom, that has caught your eye in this tournament? I mean, uh, Abi, of course. We all love Abi. Mm-hmm. He is he's the best. I, the and, fire's back, I think. Yeah, and he he his problem last time was that like he only had one move, which was immediately slap the other guy in the mm-hmm. face a hundred times and assume that they get knocked back. And if they don't, he's just like, well, I'm done. Uh, and this tournament he actually won by two other methods like throwing someone down and i forget how he did it the other way but like he he won not yeah. by doing that and it was like oh great abby's abby's growing yes definitely the he's moving around more he's being more 
more agile and using the the doyo uh, as a weapon, trying to like sidestep and push down and trust down. Mm-hmm. So I I he. He's someone else that I think is just gonna go and get that that nice winning record, which he should because I don't think he's had a winning record in the last two tournaments. He's come close, but he hasn't gotten one. So hopefully he can get a winning record in this tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yokosunas. Uh, let's talk about um, the Yokosunas for a second. Uh, what's the name, uh, Eric? I'm bad with names. What's the name of the Japanese Yokosuna who? Hadn't been in a tournament for a long time. That is Kisei no Sato. Kisei no Sato. He currently has uh, five victories or six? I want to say he's at six victories. Yeah. He gave up a Kinboshi the other day. Mm-hmm. And Our only Kinboshi so far. So far, yes. And then uh, he lost today against Tamawashi but Tamawashi's back was against the wall because he was winless going in today and one more defeat would have given Tamawashi his Makekoshi which is a losing record and Mm -hmm. at risk of demotion yeah definitely and the other two Yokosuna are doing really well yeah like better than previous tournaments like they I (laughs) They really seem to be, at least this tournament for me, like earning the title mm-hmm. because like every mm-hmm. match is su- super exciting to watch. Whether it's like uh, Hakuho winning by a fluke or just like absolutely dominating, like he did today, uh, just throwing his opponent like it was nothing. And it feels like technique. every match is different. They're not winning all the same way. It's not like, oh, they get this hold, then they win. It's either they're pushing down, they're throwing, they're moving to the side, they're they're pushing out. Mm-hmm. So we, I feel like these two Yokozunas have come to put a clinic on, and we're just watching them work. Yeah, during uh, one of the days, uh, the commenter for NHK World commented that he's seen a lot more throws from Hakuho which to him he's used to seeing Hakuho just overpower someone and push them out of the ring so he may be using more throws in order to compensate for a lack of power but uh, I mean if that's what compensating for a lack of power looks like you know yeah, who's if gonna stop him if that's plan B then like it's still pretty good. And yeah, definitely. today his match against Yutakiyama was, uh, well, I blinked, so I didn't see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We've gotten a bunch of those, especially uh, at the beginning of the tournament. We had a bunch of blink and you'll miss them all over the card in the bottom and the middle and the top. See, I knew this Basha would be good when the very first match ended with a belly to belly suplex. Oh, that was a beautiful <laughs> suplex. That was like that felt because you you know like in wrestling, the suplex is the move that you need your opponent to do it with you, right? They need to jump so that you can push them up. If just an actual pure strength suplex is super amazing. Yeah, it was the very first match on day one was Yoshikaze versus Chiyoshoma. And Yoshikaze was forced back onto the Tawara. Mm -hmm. And he was starting to fall back, and he managed to pull and twist and have Chiyoshoma get uh, pulled out and hit the ground before he did for an Uchari, which is a backwards pivot throw. If you get a chance, go see the the highlights. Uh, look up Grand Sumo Highlights Day 1 September Basho. So you can see that first match is... If there's one... There's a lot of good matches so far these eight days. But if there's one that I would say go out of your way to watch is that one. Yeah, it feels... It, it felt impressive. like it set the tone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I want to talk about Yoshikaze. Uh, Yoshi, Yoshikaze. Is it Kaze or Kage? 
Kaze. I think okay. it's Yoshikaze. Uh, Yoshikaze, he, last tournament, I think he only had one or two wins. He was looking yeah. miserable. And he is on fire this time. He is. Yeah. He ended up that tournament with like two, two straight wins at the end. But he felt like a different person. And that's who came here uh, to this tournament. He's on fire and... Honestly, it's it's been a pleasure to see. Yeah, he narrowly avoided getting put down into the Jurio division last Basho. Mm -hmm. And looks like it was a good thing he stayed in this division because it looks like he belongs. Definitely. After seeing him in this tournament, you can't say he doesn't belong here. Kind of makes you wonder what was going on last time that he just lost so much. I mean, that, that's that's part of the... Yeah. dimension and depth of the sport that like i just don't know like I, I i mean i can like watch and follow it and it's interesting yeah. but like i i don't understand like what was he doing different maybe he just had a bad month you know sometimes he just yeah and it's not even a whole month it's bad 15 days 14 days because he won anyways uh yeah. he just had a bad two weeks it just happened to be the two weeks he was competing <laughs> Fair enough. But it seems to have recovered, and honestly, the one that's having a real bad time that had like a good time last last one is uh, Chiomaru, right? Uh, who I lovingly referred to as Honky Tonk Man because he had those wonderful, wonderful sideburns he shaved, and now he's been on a losing streak. Well, that is uh, Chiotairu. Chiotairu. And. Don't feel bad though. There's, I think, about four or five different Chios in the yeah. division right now. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep them all, uh, all in 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 my mind which one's which. But when I see the picture, I'm like, oh, that's Honky Tonk. I have the side because the picture still has the sideburns. Mm -hmm. uh, even before Mister Burns made him shave them, <laughs> shave them sideburns, Chiodar. Anyone else, uh, y'all, or anything else y'all want to talk about? Um, I've always, I mean, the whole time I've been watching, Ichinojo is kind of in a mystery to me. And he's obviously mm -hmm. going to take some attention because he is the biggest sumo. So, like, if you're thinking, like, what is a sumo wrestler? Oh, it's a huge fat dude. He is, like, the most platonic ideal mm -hmm. of sumo because he's just absolutely enormous. And he... If I were to, like, give you my impression of him just off the top of my head, I'd say, like, oh, he he's not very good and he gives up a lot and he just looks sad and, like, he's not trying. Mm. But that doesn't reflect the fact that, like, he does have a lot of wins a lot of the time. And I think he got a Kashikoshi last tournament. But, like, mm -hmm. the way he wrestles just looks so, like, passive half the time. His, his wrestling is, I'm going to go straight and I'm going to push and maybe I'll grab but that's about it. He'll just use his body to push them. And sometimes it works, but sometimes the opponent is is working smart. The opponent, like, moves around because they don't need to throw him to the floor as, as long as they can get him outside that, that, that doyo, that circle, that ring. I mean, uh, over the last six tournaments, uh, including this one, so I guess in the past five tournaments, he's had a Kachikoshi each time. Uh, I think one of the reasons why he always feels like he loses more is that his loses are more memorable, or his losses are more memorable because most of the time it's when he gets pushed to the edge of the ring and when he feels the rice straw bale, he'll give up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for some people it's disappointing. I'm usually disappointed because it feels like he stops giving effort. On the other hand, you don't see him going flying into the crowd and, you know, risking further yeah. injury to yeah. himself. Is, is he just doing smart sumo? And we we as fans are like, no, jump, do like Yutakayama, like hold down, throw your opponent. But actually he's like, no, I'm just... I'm, if I don't win immediately, I'm just going to walk out. That way I'll still he healthier. I'll probably still get a Kashikoshi uh, or close to it. So I'll keep keep wrestling here. Uh, 
he feels like someone who's like, I'm not going to be Yokozuna, but I'm going to be here. I'm going to be in the top division, and that's good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Tochi was giving all, you know, his all when he took his injury and had to work his way all the way back up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's one of those, like, you work smart, do you push... And I think that's a lot with a lot of sports is like, do you give it your all or do you calculate it so that, okay, this is good enough and I won't hurt myself and I'll have a longer career? Yeah, I mean, to that point, I just found out like an hour ago, I saw it on Twitter, that like there is a uh, professional football player who like just retired during halftime of one game where he just was like, <laughs> you know what? My body can't do it. And if I do, I'll get hurt. So I'm done. Honestly, good for you, man. Whoever you are, football man. Yeah, I don't know what team or what guy. It's just an interesting story. So, Tom, with this being your third basho, is there a particular style of sumo that you prefer? I mean, they're all pretty good. Like, I love when Toshi will just pick a guy up. Um... I always love a good throw, obviously, because they're very theatrical. Um, when there's just like a big, when there's just like a clash and they lock up and are just pushing back and forth, it's sometimes hard to really like know the ins and outs because it just to me it looks like well they're pushing whoever pushes harder is gonna is gonna make mm-hmm. it make it work. But I mean, even those are, you know, when a about lasts more than like 10 20 seconds you just start to like shake because like this isn't supposed to happen and it gets real dramatic and like i don't know they're all good yeah speaking of bouts lasting more than 20 seconds mm-hmm. kisei no sato has had a very dramatic tournament so far he had that like 57 second match right i think he's probably averaging at least 35 seconds per match at this point Yeesh. In a in a sport like sumo where we mentioned that in this tournament there's been blinking you miss it match to say someone's averaging half a minute in a match is is very impressive. And I feel like he gets there to the middle and his hands are always moving. Like he's like f- trying to find the the mawashi, the hold there to or like moving his arm or pushing the arm away. It's not like very big movements, but small movements that feel like are working. And he's also at times felt like he's been going with a Rocky style where he lets the other wrestler just pummel him for a good 20 seconds and tire themselves mm-hmm. out. And then he goes in for the kill. Mm-hmm. That Yeah, I can definitely see that. So... Do we have anything else uh, before we talk about the Jurio division and one person in particular? Oh, two people, actually. We got two people. Okay. Yes. In uh, day eight. Go ahead and start. On day eight, because of injury, they oh, yeah. had to bring someone up to balance out the uh, matches. Mm-hmm. Grandpa Sumo showed up. Good old Grandpa Sumo. <laughs> Uh, I don't think I've seen this this man before because he's from the the Jurio division, which is one step below the, what we normally see. Well, he uh, has been. You might not have seen him in the past few, but he's been in and out of Makuchi over the years. Let me pull this record up real uh, quick. He had a very good match today. Yeah. What did you think, Tom? It was very impressive. I mean, like, I saw that he, you know, uh, had just been promoted from Jurio, and I was like, what? What is he doing here? But, uh, and also that you guys talking about how he is, uh, like, the oldest sumo to be in the mm-hmm. league. And I was shocked at how, like, gosh, I forget exactly how the match went, but, like, he came across as very in control. And like a, a dominating force, like he didn't squeak out a win. He he came there yeah. to win and did it. He knew what he was doing in that match. Okay, you ready to feel old? Okay. Okay, so his first basho in uh, the very bottom division was in March of 1997. Wow. 
Wow. So yeah, Grandpa Sumo's been... He's been going out. I posted, I think, yeah. I posted a thing on Twitter uh, recently about a Mexican wrestler called El Felino, who has been, I believe, has been wrestling also since 1997. And he has, like, the record for the wrestler who has wrestled at least one match in a major promotion or, like, a big match every month since then. Uh, it feels like Grandpa Sumo is, is in a similar league there. Yeah, so it looks like in the first time he was up in the Makuchi division was in July of 2000. Wow, 18 years. And then... He went down to he went back down to Jurio in November of two thousand four, but then he came right back up at the start of two thousand five. And his highest ranking was Sekiwake. And he bounced up and down in the ranks everywhere from Magashira uh sixteen even 17, all the way up to Sekiwake. But uh, in July of 2016, he sat out due to injury. And that sent him down back into Jurio. So he's been in Jurio since September of 2016 and just came back up Oh, no, he actually came back up in November of 2017. He was here January of 2018. Then he went back down to Jurio. Then he came back up as Magashira 16. Then he went down to Jurio. And now he is back up to help cover injuries. It's pretty impressive that someone can do this sport for... God... That's been tw- yeah. 21 years. I mean, considering how common the injuries are and how every other wrestler has a knee brace on, that he can do it for yeah. 21 years and not be, like, bedridden. Yeah, any any sport do, do like, over 20 years uh, seems, at least to me, like an achievement and a, a, such a high impact of sumo, like a sport like sumo with a such high impact, and to be in the top divisions, like the first and the second one, to move around for so long feels very, very impressive. Yeah, he is constantly breaking his own records. That's cool. That That's real cool. I, I'm glad we got to see him today, and who knows, maybe uh, we'll see him again in a future tournament if he moves again from the Jurio division. And another milestone that was hit today is in Hakuho's win. That was his 800th win just as a Yokozuna. What the hell? That's a lot of wins. There's So there's six tournaments a year, and there's only 15 mm-hmm. matches in a tournament. So, like... Mm-hmm. Let me do some math. You can. There only- have been several years where he had uh, multiple Zen Yu show in a row, which are perfect record wow. tournament wins. Mm. Yeah, because you can only get ninety wins in a year. So that's uh wow. He's been a Yokozuna for a while. Yeah. Let's see the list of records for Hakuho, most division championships at forty. Most career wins at 1,080, and that probably needs to be updated. Most Oof. top division wins, so just in the Makuchi division, 986 wins. Uh, he has 66 tournaments ranked as Yokozuna. Uh, yeah, most wins as a Yokozuna. Most consecutive wins in six tournaments per year era at 63. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Uh, 13 undefeated championships. 
and most wins in a calendar year at 86 wins out of 90 possible wins. Wow. Yeah, he really o- impressive. He owns. Yeah. Uh, He's the LeBron that- James in that he has lots of reasons why he could be considered the greatest of all time, but people will always say, well, you know, there was that one guy. Hmm. And not that that one guy wasn't... Well, you know, they have their favorites. Uh, I think Taiho tends to be brought up. But it's, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a different era of sumo wrestling, so it's hard to compare directly. You know, the Mm -hmm. the 90s were a lot more physical with basketball, and so anytime you say (laughs) LeBron James is the greatest, they'll say, well, well, you know, he didn't have so-and-so guarding him. Uh, and moving on to someone, you said he is, uh, Hakuho's, uh, uh, protege is what I call him. He was scouted out by Hakuho to join the, uh, school or the stable. And that's interesting because the person we're going to talk about now, who is also in the jury of the vision, how do you pronounce his name? Enho. Enho. He's a smaller guy than what you usually see. He's so tiny. He's a little baby boy. Mm-hmm. Compare. I mean, I'm sure he's taller than me, but compared to the to the Rikishi there, he looks so small. Uh, he is 168 centimeters, which is about five foot six, I think. Wow. Yeah, I think he's taller than me. I don't have my wallet to see how tall I am. <laughs> uh. But yeah, that that's it's maybe the numbers don't feel like it, but when you see him in action, that's impressive. Do you know what his weight is? Because he doesn't even look like he doesn't look big. Even he's yeah. ninety-seven kilograms, which I think is just over two hundred pounds. I'm probably bigger than him. Two hundred thirteen pounds, size-wise. Jeez. And we saw. I think. Have you been watching all his bouts, Eric? Uh, I just started watching him recently. Uh, org are big fans of his. And so during the Jungio coverage, they would make sure to always have a picture of him at the end of their uh, day's reporting. Because mm-hmm. he is yeah. a handsome fellow. He is. And I think I've seen the last three matches of his and it's been he either wins very impressively or he loses quickly which is very interesting i mean looking at him just like looking at him next to any other rikishi it looks like he should just like they should like pick him up with one hand and just place Mm -hmm. him on the outside it doesn't look like he could possibly win and yet he does and it's amazing because he has those techniques like the kicking of the leg or trying to push the the opponent forward like more than just size using your opponent's momentum and kind of doing the the judo-ish way of sumo which is interesting yeah now it's interesting with uh sumo there they've actually put in a height requirement and the height requirement is 173 centimeters and they used to be strict with it but then there was somebody that really, really wanted to be a Rikishi. And so his solution to meeting the height requirement was actually getting silicone injected in the top of his head. What the fuck? Yeah. At which point uh, they said, okay, we will have a guideline of five <laughs> foot eight, but we'll be willing to make exceptions because good Lord. <laughs> Yeesh. Yeah. And so, uh, if you have Yokozuna Hakuho uh, backing you up, I think yes, definitely they would let you join. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a big name to have in your pocket. Uh, and the reason, like, I've been so interested in him is because uh, I feel like you you turned me on to him the same time you showed me that trailer for that new sumo anime. Where the protagonist looks kind of like this guy. Except 
ridiculously ripped. Absolutely ripped. Yeah, incredibly ripped. And shorter, I believe. I believe he's like 160. He's still exactly. in high school. He's he's a growing yeah. boy. Uh, I got a chance to uh, watch that uh, the trailer and uh, the like voice acted uh, video manga of the first four chapters. Uh, that's pretty good stuff. I I can't wait for the actual anime to come out. Tom, have you gotten a chance to to see this trailer? I've seen the trailer. I haven't seen the uh, animated manga. So is it like, you know, being an anime about, like, sports and battles, even though it's, you know, realistic and not, like, Dragon Ball Z dudes, like, I I assume that these fights are going to be, like, really long and having side characters, like, looking at them and commenting what's so interesting about what they're doing i wonder how that's gonna work with the fact that sumo fights are like 10 seconds long yeah because uh do you mind if i spoil the the first fight in the fourth chapter of the manga go ahead it's against the local school bully who has taken over the the doyo the school doyo and uh the bully's like okay fine i'll let you have it if you let me kick your ass for 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, this guy, I'm going to beat him up. He, If you last 10 minutes, you get the doy. And like, oh, no one lasts more than three. And he can't, he starts punching him and he can't move him because he's just like a rock. So he beats him up for 15 minutes and he doesn't even leave a mark. And then uh, our protagonist just one like headbutt punch sends the guy flying and that's that's the whole fight yeah it sounds like anime to me yeah i mean it's worth noting this was in shonen so Mm -hmm. you know if you're familiar with that name and that brand there's likely to be you know that familiar construction where there's always going to be a next challenge and I wouldn't be surprised if the actual sumo matches are an episode long. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I came I, to um, terms with it. I actually watched probably like 40 episodes of uh, iShield 21, which is mm-hmm. a uh, Japanese high school American football anime. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, you'll see someone running for 10 seconds. And then it cuts back to real time, and they've moved about three yards. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if we're recommending shonen sports anime, I have to recommend my favorite anime, Haikyuu. Uh, Haikyuu. It's a high school volleyball anime. It's really good and really like positive, but also that's the one where the guy jumps and for like five seconds everything slows down more than five seconds actually like 20 seconds everything slows down while he like finds the perfect spot to throw the ball and hit it and that's supposed to take like less than a second yeah that's standard anime stuff like in in jojo's dio's superpowers that he can stop time for five seconds and like someone has like timed it out. Like there are there are uh, instances where he stops time for like over a minute of him monologuing about <laughs> how he's such a great evil man. Listen, sometimes he's just got a monologue. It's true. I mean, I'm not complaining. Uh, talking about monologues, do we have anything else to talk about before we finish this episode of Bushrental? Tom, anything else you you want to talk about? Uh, in these past eight days, or sumo in general? Uh, don't think so, other than that sumo rules, and I like it, and everyone should watch it, because it only takes 20 minutes, and it's not it's complicated. pretty good. I am looking forward to the arc of Shuffle Quest, where they are in the Hinomaru Sumo setting. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, just, just I mean, who knows? Give it, give it a couple of time. Maybe let's see how popular the sumo anime becomes. Yeah. Maybe we'll get on the sumo anime train. So, what are the two of yours' predictions for the rest of this tournament? Who do you think the winner is going to be, and what do you think your favorite's record is going to be? Okay, that sounds good. Uh, you want to go first, Tom? Sure. Um, it's kind of a boring and not 
super exciting prediction for the winner, but I, I mean, given that they are both uh, perfect records and have been looking great, I think the winner is going to be one of the Yokozuna, uh, not Kisendo Sato because he's lost twice already, but I I would be shocked if it was not one of those two. I mean, that's why they're topped ranked because mm-hmm. they're the favorites, and they've given me no reason to doubt them so far. Uh, and as for my favorite, I just I hope I hope it it goes as you guys predicted, and Tochi gets eight wins and retires because it's tough to see him struggle because he's so cool when he does well. Agreed. Uh, for my part, I he needs to win everything that all, all matches, all seven matches. And everyone needs to lose three times, but I still have hope that Mitakeyumi can keep up, can keep that championship cup on his uh, on his waist. That's not how it works, but can keep that with him. It's a long shot, but that's in my heart of hearts what I want to happen. And for Avi, I think Avi's gonna have the winning record, but maybe just that, like. He's going to get to eight wins and then maybe seven losses. Uh, but I, I I feel it's going to be close. I don't think it's going to be like eight wins and then the, the, the from here out just wins. I think it's going to be a day-to-day thing, but I think he is going to get that winning record. But what about you, Eric? I would almost give the edge to Kakuryu at the moment for winning the tournament. Uh, I don't know if he's fought Takakesho yet. I'd have to look that back up. But, you know, there's been at least one match where Hakuho looked in trouble. And I don't remember seeing that from Kakuryu. Uh, if they can both go undefeated until the final day, uh, it would be great to see the tournament decided between the two Yokozuna very last match of the tournament you know it was nice having Mitakeyumi clinch the victory on day 14 in uh, July and then you could just kind of sit back and enjoy day 15 but uh, I think taking it down to the very wire is what this tournament's been setting up for. As far as Toji Notion, I think he probably has at least two more losses before he gets his Kachikoshi. At which point I hope he, you know, just takes a load off, enjoys, you know, two months, and with the way... Ozeki rank works if he feels he needs it he could even take the next tournament off and have four months to recover and come back even better I don't think he needs it he's looked with the exception of the past few days he looked pretty strong coming into it so but yeah I think he takes at least two more wins before he clinches uh, okay. But yeah, I'm going to give it to Kakuryu. I think he's going to win. And I hope he wins it on day 15 at the very end of the tournament. Either that or we get some freak occurrence and then we get like a four-man playoff. Because hmm. that would be awesome. Yeah. That, w- that would be really fun. Like honestly, we still haven't seen a playoff yet and I would like to see that. Um... So, I think that's the show. Tom, where can people find you? Where where can people get your stuff, shuffle quests, anything else you want to talk about? Yeah, uh, so you can find me on Twitter at TomHarrison19. I am the GM and host of Shuffle Quest, an actual play RPG comedy podcast where a bunch of fantasy adventurers travel to different fictional worlds. You can find us where you find podcasts. Uh, we have a website that's shufflequestpodcast.com we are on twitter at shufflequest and the show is good and we're funny uh and that's all i have to plug right now thank you for having me okay 
No, thank you so much for coming. You're always welcome to be on the show. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for coming, and thanks for coming nightly at the yeah, uh, viewing it's party. it's awesome. Yeah. It's on awesome. rabbit, or, or R-A-B-B dot I-T slash the moon rules. Yeah, it's a lot more fun than watching it alone, especially, like, if I have a question, I'll just type it in, and Eric, you're going to know the answer. You just do every we time. do the best we can. <laughs> or I'll stall until I can bullshit an answer and make you think I have the it, answer. It works yeah. every time. I always believe it. Awesome. <laughs> Eric, where can people find you, follow you, do all that good stuff? You can find me on Twitter, at Rules. It's D-A-M-O-O-N-R-U-L-Z. The traditional spelling of rules. Yeah. And uh, I do editing for Teenagers with Attitude. So anytime that show makes you laugh, it's usually because I'm so good. I, that's what I say all the time. I'm laughing so much because Eric is such a good editor. That's, that's what I say. Uh, talking about me saying stuff, you can find me on Twitter at Frankie Extra, Twitch, itch.io, all the good stuff. The E in Frankie is the E in Extra. You can also find me week after week with Cass watching the show Leverage. We're on season three. Go watch that stuff uh, with us. Go listen to us. You don't have to watch the episode. There, eh. I, I like most of them. Sometimes they're not very good, but I like most of them. I just want to pipe Anything up and else? say that I don't actually mm-hmm. believe what I said about teenagers with attitude, but I I'm do. counting well, on them not I'm listening to this. this podcast, Eric. This is coming out. All I'm going to put is you on repeat saying how good you are and how funny you make teenagers with attitude. Look, they're never going to listen to this. I don't have to worry about answering to them. (laughs) I mean, you're not wrong. Okay, anything else y'all want to say before we call this one done? No, I'm all good. I would like to say, keep your feet on the ground. Ah, you stole it from me. (laughs) Keep your feet on the ground, everybody. See you next time. Now you say it, Tom. Keep your feet on the ground. Don't take them off the ground. Bye. You stay out of the stratosphere. Keep your feet on the ground. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm stopping recording. Okay.